0: Everything that can go wrong does on a young couple's terrifying vacation. Lost and unable to find an inn, they stop at the door of a mysterious house. They are told by the disfigured Togar that the master does not like visitors, but with no other shelter in sight, they decide to spend the night. Their presence ignites the fury of a devil cult that preys upon their innocence. The family is forced to suffer interminable, psychotic rituals. Unrest within the cult provides a chance for escape, but the master will not free them so easily. Written, produced, and directed by Hal Warren, it's less surprising that this is Warren's only picture and more astonishing that he was able to make it at all. Manos exists in a genre all its own, somehow combining the gravity of the silent horrors with the absurdity of a stag film. Widely regarded as one of the most inept movies ever made, Manos the Hands of Fate is a thoroughly puzzling story loaded with surreal characterizations and a gratuitous surprise ending. I'm Corey, And I'm Paul. And we are the The B Movie Bros. Here review B movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. This week, as we continue our journey through Cult Classic Month, we bring you the 1966
1: cult classic, Manos, The Hands of Fate. We're finally reviewing it. Literally everyone has asked us to review Manos, The Hands of Fate. Roughly translated,
0: Hands, The Hands of Fate.
1: Let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties.
0: Top and bottom three. What do you think? Top or bottom first? Let's start with the bottom. Get it out of the
1: way. All right. You want me to start? Sure. All right, fine. Number three, the lighting in this movie was god awful. It's really hard to tell what's going on half the time because half the setting is too dark to see anything. You you can't see anyone's face. If there's, like, another person next to someone not talking, you don't know if they're there. Like, what's in the other corner of the room? I don't fucking know because it's completely black. Two, the audio was terrible. It kept skipping and just sounded awful the entire time. All the um, all the voices are are dubbed over, which just sounds awful and doesn't sync well at all. Number one, nothing really happened throughout most of this movie. Most of it's just extended scenes of nothing happening. Like we see an entire um, scene of him of the guy driving it goes from him driving, driving some more. And driving some more, so I guess we know time went by, but who the fuck cares? He's just fucking driving. For me, number three was the
0: music. It cuts in and it cuts out randomly. There's no real distinguishing factor as to why it's doing it. It's not like a big sound happens or somebody walks on screen or there's some kind of presence. It just fucking stops. And it's also very repetitive. They have like three songs that they use over and over. And the one song is only used twice for Torgo walking at one point or another. Number two, the lighting. I could close my eyes and see better than the lighting in this movie provides. I could close my fucking eyes. The lighting is so horrible, it looks like somebody took a shit on the camera and didn't wipe it off. They might have. Number one, who... The fuck is this family, and why do I even give a shit if they get sacrificed to the god Manos or not? The dad's a fucking wife beater, the mom is useless as a piece of shit, and the child hasn't lived long enough for anybody to care. The dog gets eaten right away. That was the most likable person in the family. Why do I care?
1: I don't. Get this shit on the road, and let's see some fucking action the fuck cares about the family? Who the fuck cares about the couple making out they go to five times in the movie? They're just there for no reason at all. It's really just weird. The cops. The cops are good characters. Nice, patient, calm. My favorite cop is the one who didn't have any dialogue in the movie. He just kind of shrugs once, and that's his entire character. It's That basically sums up the movie, and I'm sure his experience like involved in this. He's, he's like, I don't know why I'm here. Just give me my
0: fucking paycheck.
1: Like, just stumbled in here. He's an actual cop He just drove through and realized people were recording I I don't fucking know. I'm just gonna keep driving.
0: Well, now that we got the worst out of the way of this, you know, terrible movie, let's get to the top
1: three. Number three. This movie is just so astonishingly bad that you can't help but be somewhat entertained by it. It's the level of ineptitude of... Everything the sound, the way it looks, the way it sounds, the acting—oh my god, it, it's mesmerizing! And I just, I love watching it. I, it's like a train wreck. You just, you have to look. Two, the guy who made this movie did so on a bet and one. He was bet he one of his friends bet him a certain amount of money to make a movie, and he did. And now he's famous forever for making one of the most just blatantly bad movies ever made and number one the character torgo he was just one of the most bizarre characters i've ever seen everything about him was weird the way he walked he had this weird wobbly like way of moving the way he looked he looked just homeless and awkward and the manner he spoke was just really bizarre he was like a william shatner on heroin or something Wibble-wobble, wibble-wobble,
0: to and fro. Wibble-wobble, wibble-wobble, there's Torgo. Okay. <laughs> Fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> it's my turn already. Sure, why not? Uh, my top three. Number three. The fight scene slash the hitting parts slash the action in this movie is just so bad that I can't help but laugh anytime something happens that's supposed to be consequential in some manner. Because it's done so poorly. Whether it's by the lighting or the actor or actress doing it so slowly. And the reaction of the person being hit
1: is so delayed. You just, you just can't help but crack a little smile and chuckle a little to yourself. You could tell they had, like, no direction making this. They were just told to, yeah, fight or whatever. So they're just kind of rolling around and basically attacking whoever in whatever way. Number two, all
0: the terrible editing. Once again, things are done so badly in this movie. You know, there are jump cuts where people are, you know, crouched down. Then suddenly they're standing. Then suddenly they're turned around. Or they're missing a hairband. Or they move from the doorway to the edge of the table in like less than a second. And again, I just can't help but smile or laugh every time something that shouldn't happen happens because of the terrible editing. Whether it's dialogue related, the music cutting in and out, or, you know, people transporting or fucking teleporting from here to there. Number one has to go to Torgo the character that's so awkwardly entertaining he's like a super michael sarah like he just he doesn't know how to talk to people he doesn't know how to like interact with people he tries to touch them and he's all like like beard sexing it up and stuff from the room and you know i just i, I can't help but but love everything that he does he walks awkwardly like like he's a fucking human grasshopper thing and and, and he's got this like cute little straw hat with some rope around it like, I could, I could wear a pink pink overall jumpsuit and fucking tweed jacket and be like, I'm Torgo, ha, 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 ha,
1: And I would, like, love it all day long. You just look at Torgo and you feel like he just got molested. He's just... Something wrong with that guy. Yeah, I like how all the worst things about this movie are also the best things about it. It's just a movie you can't judge by normal standards. Well, we've mentioned it a little bit, so let's get into ourselves a little bit of a quote war.
0: Quote war. We're going to say some lines back and forth from this movie, but you know what? Since this is such a special movie, we're going to have a special edition of Quote Wars. Quote Wars,
1: Torgo edition. Every line is by Torgo. I'll start us off here with, I take care of the place while the master is away. There's no way out. It's getting dark. There's no way out. Very well. The master will be disturbed. The master, he is no longer of this world, but he is always with us. The master does not approve of such devices. You, you're the worst. You were the first wife. He doesn't want you anymore. Even I don't want you anymore. And that ends this episode's edition of Quote
0: Wars. If you want to tell us who won this episode's edition of Quote Wars or give us your favorite quote from the movie or any other comments on it, you can leave them here on SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook at BMovieBros or tweet us at BMovieBros or Paul directly at BMoviePaul. All right, let's give this movie our final take. We'll give it a score on our shot scale. Remember, friends, our shot scale is a reverse scale. 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this movie? I gave it a 3 out of 10. I gave it a 10 out of 10. And a 1 out of 10. Well, that sounds interesting. Let's get to that in a minute. I gave this a 3 out of 10 because I just have to say, what, what just happened? So, some people got lost in the desert, and... The film crew forgot how to work their equipment. Also, the actors can't act, and the dialogue is so awkward, Michael Sarah won't even talk to it. But somehow, mixing these ingredients and baking at 350 degrees for 45 minutes produces a 62-minute film just insane and incoherent enough to be delicious and entertaining. Sure, the lighting is terrible, but when we add a little extra cheese, it becomes the next best thing since sliced bread. That is the logic and Tom Fuckery that is Manos, the Hands of Fate. And why I give it a 3 out of 10 on the
1: shot scale. Does Michael Ser even do anything anymore? I, I don't know. thought he, like, awkward himself to death or something. Alright, so Manos, the Hands of Fate, fails on every perceivable level. The lighting and camera fec- effects are terrible. The whole thing sounds like shit. And the plot is pretty much just a bunch of people doing stuff and is really hardly coherent at all. This movie makes The Room look like a work of art. It makes Ed Wood look like Alfred Hitchcock. There is nothing that this movie did well at all. Yet I'm completely enthralled by the level of failure that this movie just exudes. I, The fact that this film could not only miss every mark but deviate so far from success is just astonishing to me. It's like watching the videos of Chris Chan on the internet and just being enthralled by how much a single person or in this in the case of Man of the Hands of Fate movie can just completely fail. It's a complete train wreck that I just had to see all the way through because anything that can fail so profoundly can pretty much do anything. This movie really does fail so hard that it wins. It does. This is the definition of so
0: bad, it's good. So we know not everyone likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do. So we like to give every movie that we review an A-Movie companion to tell you why this movie and an A-Movie are just the same movie, just the A-Movie being of a higher class and standard. I give as my A-Movie companion from Manos, The Hands of Fate, the movie Identity from 2003. I picked The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. So in both Manos, the Hands of Fate and Identity, there is a family that consists of a man, woman, and child. In both movies, people are trapped in a desert location. In both movies, there is a murderer trapped among all of the characters. Both movies take place over the course of one night, and
1: both movies feature... A twist ending i picked lord of the rings the two towers because both movies have characters wandering into new and dangerous territory manos the hands of fate had the family traveling to the master's house where all sorts of weird shit was going on and the two towers had frodo and his gang traveling to mordor both movies have the main characters led by an odd unkept and very socially awkward character Manos, the Hands of Fate, had Torgo, who guided the family through the through the master's house, and the two towers had Smeagol or Gollum, guiding Frodo and Sam to Mordor, to throw the ring of ring of power into the fires of Mordor. Both movies mention an all powerful yet unseen being who is, who is served by an evil man wearing a robe. Manos, the Hands of Fate, had Manos, a mysterious god who was served by the master. And Lord of the Rings Two Towers had Sauron, who was served by Sauron, the White Wizard. And both movies had intertwining plots. Lord of the Rings Two Towers followed the armies of Middle-earth fighting Sauron's army. Frodo and Sam traveling to Morador to get rid of the Ring of Power. And Pippin and Marin talk, Mary talking to trees. And Manos, the Hands of Fate, had... The main plot of the master and his wives fighting over whether they should kill the daughter of the family for some reason. And the plot surrounding the family as they try to escape the house from Torgo, who they just kind of thought was a creep. And I guess there was this couple making out in a car who, who knows why the fuck they were in the film. So I just want to point out here that on the back of the box that we have,
0: it refers to Torgo as Togar. And it says that this young couple goes on vacation when it's a family. Like, this. This the back of this box is so fucking inaccurate, it's not even funny.
1: Well, they're accurate about how, how like, inept and fa- what a failure this movie was, but... Yeah, but and this
0: devil cult, it wasn't a devil cult, it was, it was the cult of Manos. Manos was a god, not a devil. He could have been a devil, maybe he was, like, Satan's hands, I don't know. It's like the Elvis song, you're the devil in disguise. Let's get on to everyone's favorite part where we tell you how to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. I'll give you some drinking games for this movie and then so shall Paul. Number one, anytime the music randomly cuts out, take a drink. Number two, whenever there's a visible jump cut, take a drink. Number three, whenever people argue, take a drink. Number four, anytime they discuss killing the child, drink. And number five, because it's cult classic month, anytime you can find a link between this movie and any other cult classic we reviewed, this year
1: or last, take a drink. Every time Torgo walks in an odd way, take a drink. Every time Torgo talks in a peculiar manner, take a drink. Every time Torgo spies on Maggie, take a drink. And every time Torgo talks about having a wife, take a drink. And those are your
0: ways to... Drink away the splay.
1: Just an example for the uh, the linking the
0: movies. Torgo talks very awkwardly. So does Tommy Wiseau in the movie The Room, which we reviewed last year. So you can take an extra drink every time Torgo talks because you can link that to The Room,
1: and you're gonna need it.
0: We've seen two movies so far this month, so let's rank them in order. Um,
1: what 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 the fuck? Cocker.
0: Uh,
1: Cocker Spaniel. What the fuck are we talking about?
0: Ranking the movies for this month that we've seen so far. So, for me, in the number two spot, I have Manos, The Hands of Fate from 1966. Yes, it was enjoyable. Was it a good movie? No, not by any means. Number one, I have UHF. I find it hilarious, funny, and overall, probably one of my favorite movies ever.
1: This was a tough one because... UHF was, it was an alright movie, and Manos, The Hands of Fate was really entertaining for all the wrong reasons. I think ultimately I was more entertained by Manos, but it was also a complete failure of a movie, so I think I'm going to have to put Manos at number two and UHF at number one. That might change in the upcoming weeks, but that's my score for the current time. If you would like to join us next week, we
0: will be reviewing the 2001 cult classic, Donnie Darko. Should be good. Remember, if you have any questions, comments, or, you know, just anything in general for us, you can leave us a comment here on SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook at Bmovie Bros. Tweet us at BmovieBros or Paul directly at BmoviePaul. Or visit our website, bmoviebros.com. For anything in the Pittsburgh area, visit our friends over at com. And until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, be back next week.